My name's Brandon Isle. I'm with BYU-Idaho Radio, and joining me over Zoom are Liz Busby and Carl Cranny. They're with the podcast Pop Culture on the Apricot Tree. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Good to be here. Now, I learned about this podcast at what's called the LDS PMA Conference in Provo, Utah. And Liz, you were there, and you were... You were networking. You were all over the place. It was fun to see you. And so I've listened to a few episodes, and I was like, I've got to talk to these people behind this podcast. This is pretty fun. Uh, so first question, what what got you interested in starting a podcast and starting this specific podcast? I am a big podcast listener. Uh, I checked my feed yesterday. I'm subscribed to like 78 podcasts. <laughs> so, so I'm a podcast junkie. And... We were chatting on just um, an LDS Discord server about some movies, and a bunch of us started thinking, oh, it'd be cool if there was a podcast that talked about pop culture from an LDS perspective. And over the course of like two hours when I was supposed to be doing something else, we brainstormed this huge list of possible episodes and came up with like 100 ideas. And I was like, okay, I think this could happen. And then I put it away for a few months. I kind of resisted it because it's a lot of work. And then I think another article came out that was somebody else doing a similar kind of thing with Arrival, um, talking about it from an LDS perspective. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. I really want to do this. And so we we jumped in in January of this year and started recording some podcasts. And here we are. And then Carl was I was originally the host and then Carl kept volunteering to be on episodes. And I was like, you know what, let's just make you an official co-host. You're already here. Yeah. I have always enjoyed the intersection of religious themes in pop culture. I did an article uh, or not an article, uh, a presentation a couple of years ago at the uh, American Academy of Religion, where I sort of analyzed different approaches to uh, having God in your story, like wh- what kind of stories can you tell when there is an all-powerful, perfectly good being who could just snap his fingers and wipe the bad guys out? Like, how do you how do you get around that? Which is sort of a problem we in philosophy and theology deal with. Like, why why do bad things happen at all if God's in charge? And so I've always been interested in those sorts of things. And and like Liz said, I helped with the brainstorming and kept showing up and volunteering. And eventually, we just kind of thought. I think there's even one of the episodes, uh, number three or four, just at the beginning where Liz says, you know, we should just make you a podcast co-host. And I said, sure. And here we are. And so we've, uh, it's, it's good to have the two of us. Uh, I, I think it's good to have two people who can bounce ideas off each other and say, no, I don't think that's a good idea or, or sort of not just be trapped in the, you know, circle of your own thinking and, helping with the, the brainstorming and, of course, the production. And so I think it's been a, a fun adventure so far, and I certainly enjoy just talking about religion and pop culture. So kind of right up my my alley. Now, yeah, and Car- so Carl sorry. comes at it from the, the religion perspective because he's got a Ph.D. in religion, and I majored in English at BYU, so I come at it from the literature and arts perspective. So I think we kind of complement each other in our perspectives. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to ask if you could kind of give us a little bit of your background so people know where you're coming from this. Um, Both members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and then go from there. Liz, go first. Um, So I am a nerd, raised by nerds. Um, (laughs) Sci-fi and fantasy were always a part of our home and our 
culture in the church even we would do a lot of family home evenings where we related harry potter to the gospel because that was a big thing when i was growing up um i went to byu i majored in english um kind of my unofficial emphasis was in mormon literature that's what i'm interested in um literature that deals with members of the church written by members of the church or about members of the church so i took the literature of the lds class took a class on the writings of hugh nibley um and then I, be- I graduated, became a stay-at-home mom for like 10 years. But in 2019, I started working my way back into the Mormon literature community. Um, I do a lot of scholarship and writing about Mormons in sci-fi and fantasy and LDS authors of sci-fi and fantasy. Specifically, I've written a couple things on Brandon Sanderson. Um, yeah, that's that's where I'm coming from. I also do write fiction, um, mostly science fiction fantasy with LDS themes. So. There you go. Thanks. Carl? Um, so I have a PhD in theology from the Catholic University of America, which makes me really weird amongst Latter-day Saints. But hey, I embrace it. It's all good. Uh, and and like I said, I've always just been interested in sort of these themes and these topics uh, and the intersection of theology and, and religious stuff, like if there's a show that has God or Satan or angels or something like that, I always love those shows like Supernatural or Lucifer or Netflix's Sandman. Uh, recently, I thought I had some really interesting stuff going on there. Um, I don't necessarily recommend all of those to your average Latter-day Saint audience, but I th- those are kind of my guilty pleasures. I love those sorts of things. And for me, it, it helps to explain... You can use stories to talk about theology and theological concepts in ways that make them a lot more digestible to the average person. I'm you for the. I don't know if this is going to be on YouTube or not, but for those of you watching, I have a array of books behind me that are all mostly religion, and then there's some gay manuals and comic books over here too. Uh, this is my collection of Calvin and Hobbes right there. But to have these moments in stories and literature and film where you can use that then to springboard into a good conversation about whatever the topic is, is I think very valuable because not everybody wants to read a dense theological book like I do. I'm not, I'm the target audience for that sort of thing, but everybody loves stories. And so to be able to talk about what it's like to be a parent or what's the nature of sin and forgiveness or why do bad things happen to good people you can use stories to talk about those themes in ways that I think uh, open it to a broader conversation than just doing the specific sort of academic theology that I am inclined to. But we need to have those conversations outside of academic theology. And so that's one of the reasons why I've really enjoyed doing the podcast is because we can talk about masculinity or parenting or any of these other sorts of topics. Um, My favorite episode so far actually has been the one on using the language of movies and TV shows to talk about people who are having faith transitions. And I thought that was a really interesting conversation to have uh, to sort of give people vocabulary to describe what happens when they shift and shift in, in the way they approach religion, whether that's leaving a religion or, or even changing the way you approach your own religion or maturing and growing in it, uh, it just stories are very valuable tools. And I've always felt that we can use them to springboard into good conversations, which is what I hope we're doing in the podcast. 
Yeah. It's it's those conversations that kind of draw me in. You're you're talking about something that I'm interested in, whether it's a movie or a TV show or what have you, and and then you are having these great conversations. And it's it's not just Liz and Carl, but you're having these other people come in. Let, let me start with how do you decide on what topics to hit, like which entertainment to talk about? Your first episode was Encanto, and your most recent one was Midnight Mass, right? So so this, these are very different things that you're talking about. How do you decide what to talk about out of those hundred ideas you had a year or two ago? I think we just kind of, at the moment, pick what sounds good to us and what's relevant. We do kind of have themes. We did Midnight Mass because it was Halloween. We're going to have a Christmas one coming up soon. So there are some constraints like that that we try to operate under. But most of the time, uh, so far, it's been, this has been a movie that I really enjoyed. And like I did, I watched Maverick and I loved it. I did not think we were going to do an episode on that. But then Liz said, oh, we should totally do an episode and outlined some of her ideas, things that hadn't occurred to me and so I was like, yeah. And if we can then help a mo- people who have seen a movie like Maverick, and I assume a lot of people did because it made a lot of money, to then look at that movie and analyze it a little bit more is very useful. But so far it's been, hey, we both like Star Trek. Let's talk about Star Trek a couple times. <laughs> yeah, we definitely have a bias towards speculative fiction. We're both yes. um, pretty sci-fi fantasy nerds. But we do also um, try to keep up with what's in the culture a little bit. Like our Turning Red episode was kind of an emergency episode because when it came out on Disney+, Plus, there was this conversation going on online in Mormondom talking about Um, parenting in that movie and we wanted to respond and give our perspective on that and we have an episode that's on under the banner of heaven while that was coming out um, to talk about LDS representation in that show and then stranger things too so we try to have a good mix of older shows and newer shows um, animated family-friendly shows and more maybe adult shows Um, so we try to get a mix of everything so that we cover what's going on and also some older classics that are fun to talk about. Yeah, things you're interested in because you want to talk about that. Exactly. And that comes through, I hope, in the podcast. And it is. Uh, what what strikes me is just how much research you do. I mean, it's one thing to sit back and watch a TV show or a movie, but it's another thing to break it down into the themes and into the storytelling and uh, really understand what's going on and how it's uh, impacting people. Who, who watch it. Like I watched uh, Maverick and then listened to your episode and you were picking out things that I hadn't even thought about. Um, what what kind of homework do you do? And uh, as you bring in guests, do you have them do the same type of homework? So sometimes with the Maverick episode in particular, um, one of our friends will be like, oh, can we please do an episode about this? Ben Pacini is super into the idea of heroic masculinity as opposed to toxic masculinity. And so he kind of pushed us towards doing that episode because that was something he brought up. Um, We do spend a good amount of time. We have a show notes document. We're not a scripted show, but we have a place where we'll write down themes. We have artistic themes, moral themes, uh, negative points, if there are any. And we write down things that we notice as we're watching. And then I'll usually go around the internet and search for the title of the movie and religion and ethics or an LDS or Mormon and see if anybody's written about it before. So we kind of know what's already been covered. Um, 
maybe spend an hour before the podcast just kind of looking through those things, trying to get get a sense of ideas that are out there so we can distill it down into that hour conversation and make it worth people's time. Yeah. I enjoy working on the show notes. That is a, a great idea because I feel like you haven't really understood a topic unless you have written about it or or sit, talked about it, articulated it somehow. And so then because we use the show notes, I think kind of in the podcast, you're getting almost a second draft of our thoughts, which is very useful uh, to sort of, you know, what what is good about this movie? What did I have complaints about? What things did I think they could have done better on this TV show or what moments really sang to me as I watched it? Uh, it's good to have notes like that, that you can then coalesce a conversation around. And uh, that is that's how we put things together. We don't just do it all by the seat of our pants. Uh, but, but it is the bullet point approach. We, she's, Liz is right. We don't script a lot of things out, um, kind of our intro and our outro and, and some of the next time on pop culture on the apricot tree sorts of stuff. But, uh, in general, we just kind of let it freeform go, uh, but with a general outline and that seems to have served as well so far. Right. You could say it's like the DNC approach, right? Be prepared, treasure up the words of God and then go for it. Yeah, that's good. I like that. And and it's those types of insights where you're grabbing this entertainment, this pop culture, and you are giving it that LDS perspective. And so so there will be nuggets like that, Doctrine and Covenants, little scriptures or or things like that. Um, A lot of C.S. Lewis. A lot of C.S. Lewis. I'm a big C.S. Lewis nerd. There's a C.S. Lewis Society at BYU where they meet every week to read C.S. Lewis. And I was part of that for a couple of years at BYU. So I've read a lot of his work and just love C.S. Lewis. Um, and I'm also on the board of the Association for Mormon Letters. So I've read a lot of the scholarship talking about LDS themes in literature and thinking about how religion influences literature. So I'll often go find those articles that I've read and tie those into. Now, your episodes also have a, a couple other things with them. Um, at the beginning, you give some suggestions of entertainment that you're kind of interacting with, whether it's a video game or another TV show or a book. Um, why do you start the episodes with those? I, I thought it was a fun idea when we were first brainstorming the podcast, just because we can only produce so many episodes a year. I think we're going to hit about 20 this year. And so we cannot cover everything out there. We can't make an episode about everything. There's you know, more books published this year than in the history of all publishing before, right? There's no way we can cover all of that. Um, but having that little segment at the front lets us cover more things that we can't do a full episode on. It also lets us do things like books, which can be harder to do a full podcast on because a book takes a lot longer to consume than a movie. Um, and finding four people and making them all read a book before you can talk to them is a, is a big of a big ask. Um, so talking about movies makes that main conversation easier to have. And then our our best books segment, we can get in some of those other things. Yeah. And I like that you call it the best books segment because it's deliberately modeled after what are you, you, you say, what are you reading, watching or listening to or something? Uh, and I think that it also helps us to model good media consumption says the guy who just talked about Sandman a little bit, but whatever. Um, the uh, Thoughtful media consumption. How about sure, that? Yes, thoughtful media consumption, because 
there is so much good stuff out there. And there have been a couple times even where somebody says, you know, I watched this show. I'm actually going to, this is a non-recommendation. And so things to, to look out for on, on occasion also have been part of the best book segment. I guess that would be the worst book segment in that case. <laughs> but just to model always being engaged and looking for new things and whether it's uh, podcasts or TV shows or books or movies or comics or whatever, there's a lot of good stuff out there. And it's fun to see some recommended uh, lots of things that have been recommended on the podcast that I have then gone to look up. So, you know, it's been useful for me on a personal level. I hope it is for our listeners as well. Yeah. And, and that best books title is from DNC as well, right? Like seeking right. wisdom out of the best books. So yeah. recognizing that it's not just, the scriptures and general conference talks, and you should read nothing else, um, but seeking out what what's out there that's good. And then at the end of the podcast, you do a rating system, and you have three different ratings, uh, content, artistic merit, and gospel connections. And you keep um, the gospel and the apricot tree symbolism there. Uh, can you tell me about how you came up with the, the rating system? This one was interesting in our last episode because we had a Catholic on, and had to try to explain what this weird, uh, what these different rating systems are. Why are we talking about very inside baseball? Yeah, and apricots yeah, and and the <laughs> content is the you know the tripartite heaven and outer darkness uh, that Latter Day Saints believe in from section seventy six. Uh, and so it's fun to just at the end of the podcast be able to talk about the things we liked, the things we didn't. And to put them on a scale, to, to grade them, so to speak. And uh, most of these were Liz's idea. Uh, the content rating is celestial, terrestrial, telestial, or outer darkness. And then and we, we have had one end up in outer darkness. Yeah, one we'll end have up to listen in... to find out. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, we don't generally, I think, pick things that are going to end up there. But it is, it is part of the rating system. And then uh, popcorn balls and apricots for... Uh, the artistic merit and then the gospel connections part so that we can just sort of say, hey, you know, if you're going to watch Maverick, there aren't a lot of gospel connections, but you can find some, but it's artistic merit was amazing. And so just to be able to divide it up uh, like that is is useful. Although sometimes part of me wonders if <sighs> dividing we've it definitely up. Ha we've had debates with some of our guests on whether it's appropriate to separate out the content from the gospel messages. Um, right. Because sometimes one influences the other. We've had some interesting overlaps, um, yeah. especially our Midnight Mass episode, our most recent Halloween special, the overlap of there's a lot of content that could make people feel uncomfortable. But you couldn't have had these gospel messages without that content, I don't think. I think actually it kind of reminds me of the way that we've recently, the churches we recently revised the For the Strength of Youth pamphlet, right? Yes. That it's not anymore like, don't go see R-rated movies. And that's the only standard. It's, you know, use wisdom and judgment. Think about the principles and make judgment from that and not from, well, I just avoid anything that has this content and anything without this content is therefore good. There's a great article from BYU Studies called Seeking, I can't remember the name of it, Seeking the Good. I'll have to give you a link to it. But he talks about how Sometimes we mistakenly think anything that doesn't have objectionable content is therefore good. Um, and he and the author of this piece um, says, you know, a sitcom may not have any bad content in it, 
but that doesn't mean it has any good content. It's kind of the difference between um, avoiding food that's poison, which is good. But if that's your standard for nutrition, you're missing out on a lot. Right. Um, we need to look for those positive nutrients in the things we watch. Yeah. And I like, and I like those ratings kind of help people, I think, understand the nuances in entertainment. It's I don't think we're going to find many things out there that are 100 percent. I love this and it's uplifting and it's all the things that check all the boxes for me for entertainment. But I think we can find entertainment that that does check some of the boxes and maybe it does have some objectionable stuff, but that leads to better discussion um, with our families, with our loved ones, with our friends, and then we can move forward from there. Just to kind of wrap things up with you, uh, have you gotten some good feedback from people who are starting to find you and to listen? And what are they liking about this? Oh, Liz has a great story about the Mormon History Association uh, dinner. Oh, yeah. So um, Carl and I were both at the Mormon History Association conference this summer. Um, I was talking about Brandon Sanderson, uh, Mormon themes in Brandon Sanderson, uh, Stormlike Archive. Um, but I was going through the dinner line and somebody heard me talking and said, you're Liz Busby. I love your podcast. And that just like made my day. Um, I was really happy the whole rest of the conference. It was great. Um, we're, we're, we're slowly building up an audience. I think some people are skeptical when they hear that we're, we're bringing an LDS lens to pop culture and think, oh, we're just going to talk about how, oh, well, that doesn't match gospel standards. Shame on you. Um, that it might be really boring like that. Um, but I think when people give us a try, they say, oh, I've never, I got an email this week that said, I've never thought this deeply about the things that I'm watching. Um, and I'm really enjoying it. And that's kind of our goal is to get people thinking and discussing about their pop culture in a more deep and nuanced way and really engage with what they're consuming instead of just mindlessly eating it. The website is popcultureapricottree.com. The podcast is Pop Culture on the Apricot Tree, and the hosts are Liz Busby and Carl Cranny. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thanks for having us.